Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. You know it, it is Thursday already. Welcome to your Thursday, Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. If you'd like to be on the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And, of course, the news is just bursting at the seams. We have local news. We have national news. There's so much going on. Thankfully, we'll begin today with uh, this story. A second man has been busted in the shooting of a 7-year-old New York City girl. And, of course, what would you expect? He was free despite having a felony charge already on him at the time he committed the shooting. What else is new in New York? Robert Cooper, now charged with attempted murder, was released by a judge in February. Now, what did he do in February? Why, he beat up a 39-year-old man, stole his food. That happened on Staten Island. The Staten Island DA asked that Mr. Cooper be held on $3,000 bail, but instead the judge, Jerry Ann Abriano, and somebody should ask this judge, is she comfortable today with what she ruled earlier? Instead, Judge Jerry Ann Abriano released him without bail because, after all, Poor people shouldn't be forced to pay bail. It's racist, blah, 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 and we shouldn't keep criminals in jail because that's racist. And so he was out out of jail and did a drive-by. Seven-year-old girl gets shot. The family still, thank God she's still alive, like so many others that, unlike so many others who didn't make it after these drive-by shootings. Her grandmother told the New York Post that uh, the girl still traumatized by it all. But thank God she's all right. Amen to that. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. He was arrested in the shooting last week on the first guy, Bakersville. And now this guy was busted Monday. This time he's being ordered held on a $100,000 bond. And... (laughs) Let's see if he remains in jail this time or whether he'll find another one of these progressive judges or progressive DAs that says, no, 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 
You don't belong in jail. It's racist to have you in jail. Uh, New York's uh, congressman, this this guy, we played some sound from him the other weeks. He is just full of vim and vitriol toward Republicans. This guy, Mondary Jones. Well, apparently, he's been living large. He's been using a proxy vote. Now, if you know the Constitution, you know that, that Congress people are not supposed to have proxy votes. They're supposed to actually show up to vote. Otherwise, their votes don't get counted. But Nancy Pelosi, who cares about the rules? I'm Nancy Pelosi. I'll make whatever rules I want to make. Screw the Constitution. Nancy Pelosi said during COVID, oh, we'll let them proxy vote. So this guy, Mondary Jones, loudmouth, New York, Democrat, has been phoning it in, apparently, while he was in the French Riviera. Here's another guy who always talks about the poor. Oh, the poor. Ay, ay, ay. Exactly. The poor this, the poor that. We're going to take care of the poor. The Republicans don't like the poor. And what does he do? He's over in France partying his hiney off and then phoning it in. Oh, yeah, I can't get there to vote because, uh, you know, you know, COVID and stuff, you know, can't make it to vote. He misused this perk of proxy voting on 17 different pieces of legislation. Now, right now, because the, the, the way that the lines were drawn, he'd be out of a job. So he's running for this open seat in Brooklyn now, even though right now he is up, up in the Bronx somewhere. But he's competing for the open house seat, the same one that de Blasio wants to be in. Now, de Blasio at least wasn't in Bordeaux, Versailles, or running around in France, living the good life with a bunch of actors and actresses hanging out. Oh, no. And he's over there with selfies, sending out selfies, while supposedly, supposedly he can't make it to D.C. because, oh, no, COVID, you know, that COVID thing. I'm telling you, folks, you vote Democrat, you know what you're getting, or you should know what you're getting. This story should be frightening. It should be. Multiple major real estate developments are being probed after the architect who purportedly approved them has admitted to never so much as peeping at the building plans. Now, this is a new one. On paper, the developer's former employee, Warren L. Schiffman, is, according to a a four-page contract obtained by the New York Times, I believe, they are the, the architect of record, and his name is on there. But this guy's been retired for years. And supposedly what has happened is he made a deal that allowed the company to still use his seal of approval, his approval for plans, even though in his mid-80s he haven't, hasn't been working for years. And so these plans were just, they just put his stamp on them. Yep, 
I'm doing it. And these are high-rise buildings. Some of them, in, one of them is in Queens, a hotel, which is uh, a completed hotel near LaGuardia Airport, a mid-construction hotel in Hudson Yards right here in the city, a residential high-rise project in Queens. All of them had his architectural seal of approval. This guy never even saw the building plans. What is going to happen here? Are they going to make, are they going to force these people now to strip these buildings down all the way? I'll tell you, this is a new one. An architect who never has seen the plans of the building okayed them. He gets a nice little check from the company. Company gets to use his stamp of approval on the scams are everywhere. All day on your phone, scam after scam after scam after scam. And now the scams, this is a huge scam. Imagine what it's like to be in, in to live in one of these high-rise residences that never really had sound architectural planning, at least from the architect that's, whose name was used to get it passed. That's got to be a little scary. Now, okay, the January 6th hearings are underway, the January 6th show. Today they're dealing with Mike Pence. And today, of course, we're hearing more from Vice Chairman Representative Liz Cheney, Republican Wyoming, at least for the time being. Liz says what Donald Trump wanted uh, Mike Pence to do was not just wrong, it was illegal and unconstitutional. When I read that line, I actually got triggered because it is amazing that Republican conservative Liz Cheney wants to talk about things that are unconstitutional now and point that up. The money that the United States Congress, and that would be the House of Representatives, which is constitutionally tasked with setting appropriations bills, all of appropriations bills, the money that is spent by the House, the Senate, and the President in this country, so much of the spending that goes on in this country is unconstitutional. Liz Cheney doesn't offer a peep about that. You'll never hear a peep from a lot of the establishment Republicans, you'll never hear a peep from any of them about things that are clearly unconstitutional. If you look at the Constitution, there is no provision for the massive ending that goes on in this country. It is not constitutional. But we all just ignore that. We close our eyes to that, and we play it off because, after all, they're legislatures, and after all, they have good intentions. If you want to talk unconstitutional, let's talk about the government's handling of this COVID case, this pandemic. Where in the Constitution does it give the federal government or any other government official the right to tell you you have to wear a mask or you lose your job or you lose your livelihood? Where does it give 
Where does it give the right to any elected official to tell businessmen you must close down your business because we say so? Not because you've done anything wrong, not because you've violated any laws, but because we say so, you have to go out of business. Where in the Constitution does it give the right for New York City, New York State, or any other state in this union to tell landlords that they must allow people to stay in their homes, the the places that they bought and own, rent-free, and they can't do a thing about it. Where is that in the Constitution? I'm the boss. Yeah, they're the boss. They're the boss because they want to be the boss, and the Constitution doesn't matter. They'll tell you whatever they want to tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Look, never mind. They're not going to pay you rent, but you better not throw them out. You better just suck it up. And if you have to lose your mortgage too bad on you, we've picked the winners and the loser, and you're the loser. That is not in the Constitution of the United States. And the things that are in the Constitution, for instance, defending the borders of the United States, Democrats just ignore that. Well, the hell with that. We don't want to defend the borders. We want to just open up the floodgates and let everybody and anybody in here, no matter who they are, without vetting. And by the way, we will make you, the taxpayers of the United States, pay for it. So this is a very odd thing. The very things that are in the Constitution that the government is supposed to do, you have Democrats ignoring the things that are not in the Constitution that have never been in the Constitution, Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade, that have never been in the Constitution, they let dominate our society. And now Liz Cheney pipes up again. What Donald Trump wanted the vice president to do was not just wrong, it was illegal, it was unconstitutional. She's pathetic. That's exactly right. But she will answer to voters come this November. And I, for one, can't wait. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, we are here for the Rush Hour. And we're coming right back. Remember, if you want to be part of today's Rush Hour, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. Yeah. Don Lemon, I know. This is almost hysterical. It's almost laughable. Don Lemon. I think there are words for this. And I don't know whether I should use the word that I have in mind. What am I talking Don Lemon. It's a yob. All of a sudden, Don Lemon has a new job, a new job. Don Lemon, who has spent the last how many years bashing Republicans, bashing Donald Trump, calling everything he doesn't like racist, calling everybody he doesn't like racist, 
and other horrible names. All of a sudden, Mr. Don Lemon has decided he wants to question old Joe Biden's mental stability and old Joe Biden's age. Is old Joe Biden too old to be president? Give me a little break here. Exactly. All of a sudden, Don Lemon says, it's my job. Let's be honest about this. I'm not being ageist and saying that the president of the United States is too old to be president. We can judge that. I think that's an individual thing, right? But I do think that as president of the United States, we should know the health history, both physically and mentally, of the president of the United States. We certainly question the former president's capabilities and whether or not he should have had the mental capacity, quite frankly, and the physical physical capacity, blah, 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 blah. This is Don Lemon all of a sudden questioning whether Biden, who's almost 80, has it. And all of a sudden, it's his job. Why do you think that all of a sudden Don Lemon wants to turn into a journalist? He wants to stop being a uh, uh, he wants to stop being a PR man for the Democrat company, uh, the Democrat company. That's a faux pas. For the, for the Democrat Party, they also are the company. I mean, when you look at these media companies, they're nothing but Democrats. Fake news. Exactly right. All day, every day. But all of a sudden, old Don Lemon wants to be a real journalist, so he's going to ask about Joe Biden's age. Why do you think this is happening? Now, I started to say that Don Lemon is being a suck-up to his new boss, but then I said, do I really want to use that term with with Don Lemon? No, I don't. So I'm not going to say that. (sighs) Don Lemon. Let's all of a sudden ask about Biden's capabilities mentally and physically. Really? Now? Next thing you know, old Don will be asking about Hunter Biden. Speaking of Joe Biden... Are you having fun, ladies and gentlemen, heating your house? Are you having fun going to take your... I saw a cartoon today, a cartoon. Let me see if I can do this. Depict it properly. There's a guy sitting out with a lawn chair in front of a gas pump. And he says, the price of cable is so high that he had to shut it off. Instead, he's getting his free news now at the gas pump. Well, the gas prices are so high, that's about the only thing you want to do with a gas pump. But guess what your president is doing? He is still pressuring his administration and the federal courts to uphold bans on federal oil and gas leasing. He's still trying to hamper the ability of the United States to produce its own energy. He started doing this on day one. You can look and you can see what has happened to gas prices and oil prices since Joe Biden took over. We are living the Green New Deal right now. This is exactly what Democrats have wanted for the past 25, 35 years. They've said that we drive too much. Americans are in love with our cars. They compare us to Europe, where Europeans have been paying the equivalent of $5 a gallon plus for decades. And they're saying, we pay too little bit, 
in energy prices if we raise the price of gasoline, raise the prices of oil, it would restrict people from using them, and that would help with global warming. That was the premise. Now we are living it. People do not have enough gas sometimes to get from point A to point B. AAA just last week said the number of people running out of gas, all-time highs. Gas prices, all-time highs. And here's the funny thing about it. We had that other Democrat, I'm trying to remember what's her name, um, I think out of Michigan, bragging about her electric car and how her electric car, she drove all the way down to D.C. and passed all the gas stations. But all of the electric cars have to be recharged. And when they go to get electricity to fill those batteries back up, tilt, what is what is behind that? Fossil fuels at the power plants. The power plants of the United States are, I, I had a brilliant conversation with a guy who knows energy inside out. I'm going to try to get him on the show one day. He was talking about the way that America has crippled itself by not using safe nuclear energy and what it would have cost us and what it now costs to keep uh, power plants going with fossil fuels, which is the only way, the only way to power up the power plants for the energy we need because wind and solar do not produce enough energy for our society to depend on them. So this whole thing, this whole Democrat plan, this Green New Deal to find sustainable, as they call it, energy is nonsense. And it has always been nonsense. And here's Joe Biden, though. Let's ban more federal oil and gas leasing. Let energy producers in the United States suffer. We have to get the energy from somewhere. So it's okay for us to go and get it and buy it from places in the world. Just let's not do it in our backyard. Let us not be in control of our own destiny. By providing the electricity, by providing the natural gas that we need to sustain our advanced society. Let's put our our economy in the hands of the Saudis. And Joe Biden's running over there now, begging the Saudis, hands and knees, groveling, begging the Saudis to lower the... I heard his press secretary today was one of the most absurd things I've ever heard in my life. This young lady that they put in there now that, that I don't know, she just seems above... The job seems to be a little bit much for her. I heard her talking with Peter Ducey. And she's talking about the fact that the oil and gas companies need to do the right thing here. And they need to lower, they need not to make a profit in a time of war, as she puts it. They should be good. Listen, what kind of foolishness is this? That people should forego profits because we're in a time, first of all, the United States is not in this war. She's talking about the Ukraine and Russia. Secondly, the idea that she should tell American companies, oh, you know what, give up your profits because we're in a time of war. It's, it's this kind of blatant stupidity, this economic ignorance 
shouldn't even be coming out of the mouths of high school or junior high school children, let alone a press secretary to the President of the United States. It's absurd. Get her out. Y'all, soon enough she'll be out. I don't know. In fact, maybe we should just keep her in there because this woman is a walking textbook example of the kind of ignorance that defines the Democrat Party these days. Oh, well, you know, these companies, they should just be good neighbors, and they should just stop stop taking profit in a time of war. And the rest of the press corps just sits there, and nobody says to this woman, are you out of your freaking mind, woman? I don't know. This is what we've got in Washington, D.C. A president of the United States who's hell-bent on telling American energy energy producers they can't produce energy while we have raging inflation, raging prices. We have now the Fed driving up interest rates, which is going to hurt every single American. And guess what? The poor will get hurt worse by Democrats, as they always do. <laughs> it's not a laughing matter, James Golden. It, Stop laughing. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Slater, we're coming back. Your call's coming up right after this. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Rush. Welcome back. Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour on WABC. Remember. You don't have to ever miss a single minute of rush hour, no matter where you are in the world. Just get the WABC app. Go online to WABCradio.com. Never miss a minute of any of WABC's programming. We have this. A QAnon-obsessed father, brainwashed by conspiracy theories, allegedly killed his children with a spearfishing gun because he believed they had serpent DNA. He's now admitted in a handwritten letter that he was delusional. In the two-page letter, Matthew Taylor Coleman says, that since he's been in an undisclosed federal prison, he has found out that he was deceived. He deceived, he was deceiving himself. He now knows that the reptile DNA thing, him thinking that his children had reptilian DNA, was a delusion in his own mind. Yeah. I mean, this this case is beyond tragic. This guy killed his two-year-old son and his 10-month-old daughter. He shot them. I'm not, this is really, it's tough. 
with a spear gun. And I don't want to go into the details of it because it is too frightening to actually contemplate. But he really did think that his wife, Abby, had reptile DNA, and she passed the reptilian DNA down to their children. This was just one of the conspiracy theories that this guy was operating with. His uh, court hearing, which was supposed to be uh, in May, has been delayed until July. He's now learned that he was delusional. These conspiracy theories were a delusion. I hear all sorts of conspiracy theories, and thankfully for you, I'll never pass along most of them. But there are people in this world who are consumed with conspiracy theories. Everything in your, I, uh, listen, some of the, I've talked to you with you about some of the theories that I've heard that Joe Biden isn't really Joe Biden. He's a double and he's been a double for years. And this is like the Manchurian candidate on steroids. And, but there are people who really do believe this stuff. There are people who believe some of the conspiracy theories regarding COVID, I have to tell you, are, just, they are so wacky that it makes you wonder why anybody that has any sense would believe this stuff. And then you get into the political, the political conspiracy theories, the whole one world government folks. The whole, you know, the Trilateralist Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderbergers, the Rothschilds, all of it, all the time, nonstop. In 1960, one of the, uh, one of the major speeches, I believe it was 1960, it was either 60, 61, that John Kennedy made had to do with the conspiracy theories that were floating around during that era. And they haven't stopped. Now you get these, this poor guy who actually believes that the woman he married was walking around, that his children were shapeshifters, shapeshifters, who had serpent DNA. And it was up to him to take care of his shapeshifting children with serpent DNA that they got from their mama. And this guy actually ends up killing his own kids. It is only, he said, after he's been deprived of media in jail and he's that he has had to try to figure things out for himself. Now, there are some things. One of these days, I need to have Frank Morano, if he's, if he's up at this time of the day, uh, the other side of midnight with Frank. I need to, to talk with him about what's going on with the UFO stuff because there's some interesting stuff going on with that. Our government now seems to be slowly admitting that there have been legitimate UFO cases 
that they've known about but have not publicly admitted that they've known about. And just the, 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 just the other day, the Chinese government had also something to say about UFOs. So I'm going to catch up one of these days with Frank Morano, if I can, or else try to find some other expert on this that can tell us what's going on here. Look, folks, I'm not saying that this world has been conspiracy-free. There are many things that happen on this earth that involve people conspiring with each other, especially to do evil things. In fact, there was a hearing today, and Rand Paul lit into Dr. Fauci, who was there with COVID remotely, and he was just asking very simple questions. Do you or anyone on these committees at NIH who are dealing with these vaccines, do any of you get royalties from the vaccines? And, of course, Fauci refused to answer. Fauci is not letting it be known where his money comes from. If he is, I shouldn't say that. What I, let me rephrase that. Fauci is not letting it be known if he shares in royalties from these vaccines or not. He says there's no one that's under obligation by law to divulge whether they're getting royalties from these drug companies. And to to which I ask, well, why not? And that's a law that needs to be changed almost immediately. We need to find out who's making money from these vaccines and who's making money when the government tells you to do something, that you must do something, that your livelihood depends on it. The American people deserve to know who is benefiting from those instructions. And if there is somebody that's benefiting financially, that information should be made public. It should be transparent. It shouldn't be hidden. So, yeah, I do know, folks, that there are a lot of hidden things, things that are purposely hidden. We just talked about one. New York City, a leading architectural firm, made a deal with the, with the retired architect to keep using his name so that they could get architectural plans passed. He never even looked at the plans. The buildings are already up in some cases. That was a conspiracy. But then some of these whackness things. My children have serpent DNA, and they're shapeshifters. I mean, Really? And don't get me started on this whole QAnon thing. I, I remember when QAnon first started. The QAnoners used to hit me up on on Twitter, and I just, I, I just, it, it, Q said this, Q said that. Who the hell is Q? And but people are so willing to believe something that makes sense of the world to them, and very often. They don't want to admit the truth, that the world makes no sense, that there are certain things that just will never make sense no matter how hard one tries to understand them. But then you have these kooks. These people are total kooks. And by the way, Some of the stuff that we are going to be hearing politically over the next few days, some of it is right borderline kookery. 
when you look at what is happening with the way that the Democrats are exercising their power, for instance, look in New York. Look at this Letitia James. She said up front, the district attorney, that she was going to go after Donald Trump. She said it. She campaigned on, I'm going to go after this guy. Yeah, exactly. And so now what she's doing, she's going after him. The fact that this is still in court boggles the mind. She made her intentions clear. This was a persecution. This was not an investigation that was brought forth by some compelling evidence that was discovered. It was a witch hunt, from, but it's still going on. It still makes it through the court system. That, by the way, is also a conspiracy that happens to be real. The way the Democrats conspire to use the courts and get away with it. But we do have to separate what is real or what is possibly real and what is just lunacy and utter madness. My children have reptile DNA passed on by their mama, and I married her because I thought that reptile DNA was attractive at the time. And my little kids, 10-month-old babies, a, a, a shape shifter this is this really happened on planet earth we're looking at each other like what the hell is this it's utter kookery james golden aka bo snurdling coming back bo snurdling's rest hour continues right after this if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or trump and you ain't black James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Indeed, you know what cloudy days it's are like. Warm when she's away. The warmth just seems to go away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime. She goes away. The unmistakable voice of Bill Withers brings us back on WABC. Catch It Night comes up next. Keep it here. Later on tonight, my good friend, Rita Cosby. And yes, there's a woman, she called the other day, she's so sweet, that thinks Rita ought to be Donald Trump's vice president. Aha. We have so many great phone calls. I want to get to them. But let me just give you some of the things that we will continue this discussion with tomorrow, if we have time. Or I'm going to hold maybe some of these stories to discuss with our very own princess of policy, Diana Mee, when she comes in on Friday or Saturday. Mitt Romney has now come up with a measure to extend the, the child tax credit. This is one of the things I mean when I say unconstitutional. This is nothing but a welfare program. The child tax credit. Anyway, Mitt Romney's got an idea to bring this back. He's looking for support from it from no other than Joe Manchin. Bill Clinton. (laughs) Bill Clinton, blue dress bill, says there's a fair chance the United States could completely lose it's democratic system. We are a republic, Bill. Uh, the same that went in New York happened in California. 
There's a cop killer out there. He was the time he killed a law officer. He was out with a slap on the wrist. He had been arrested for weapons. We keep hearing all this stuff about how we need to get the weapons out. We get people busted with weapons. They get in the legal system. And what do Democrats do and liberals and progressives? They let them back on the streets. This is another one happened in California. He ended up killing a cop. President Joe Biden today went off on Republicans, went off on MAGA. He calls them the ultra MAGAs or whatever it is. And he says that, of course, these ultra-MAGA types are so hateful toward the LGBTQ community. I want to save that till Saturday because we need to talk about that at length. Some of the things that he is saying is are simply outrageous. Ron DeSantis, the story, this story is from BizPack Review today. Ron DeSantis triggered the left. I was laughing in my chair when I read this story. <laughs> you know, Elon Musk the other day said he might support Ron DeSantis for president. Ron DeSantis comes back and says, I'm always glad to get support from an Afri- from the African-Americans. Because, you know, Elon's so African. Well, the left has been set off. They are so triggered by that remark. Republicans, they just love taking every single chance they get to keep denigrating black people. How are you denigrating black people? Elon Musk is from Africa. He is an American. Hence, African-American. Get over it. Elon Musk was raised in apartheid South Africa and family directly benefited from apartheid. To refer to him as African-American as a funny joke is a double blast of racism. One for the people he oppressed in South Africa and two for real African-Americans who are oppressed here. Really? That's just a sampling of the way the left went off their bonkers at that very funny line, which happens to point to the way that Democrats use labeling for everything. Let's start on the phones in Bayonne, New Jersey, with Kevin. Kevin, you're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon? Fine. I'm, I'm a moderate. I'm a Democrat moderate, and I hate the word Republican. The Pledge of Allegiance. There are three republics: USSR, Republic of Con- Congo, and Dominic, Dominican Republic. What is your position on my hatred for this loyalty oath? Well, hatred is a little bit strong, and I don't. And I try not to engage in hatred for anything except for evil actions. And the United States is a republic. Our nation has a repre- we are a representative republic, and we were established as such. That's a matter of historical fact. That's it's nothing to hate. You should actually love the fact that we do have a government that is that was so well designed by our founders. Look, democracy is mob rule. That means whoever can come up with the majority on anything, regardless of whether it's right, wrong, and different, they rule. Our founders did not want that for this country. What they wanted us to be was have a more thoughtful form of government that that gave minority interest a chance to overcome the heat of of mob rule. And it was actually brilliant. And what it did was, by America doing this, we were able to spread more liberty and freedom to more people in the world than any other nation 
on the face of the earth. So there's no reason to hate us being a representative republic, and certainly no reason to hate our our um, our, our uh, pledge of allegiance. Kevin, you get the final word. Thank you. And that was his final word. Thank you. <laughs> Let us go to Manhattan, John. John, welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on Bo Snerlu's Rush Hour. Yes, thank you, Bo. Uh, I want to say that it's a pleasure speaking with you. It's the first time for me on the, talking on the radio. Now, I, I want to ask a question that you already been saying for a long time, is why can't the average American like me and you go to our Supreme Court and demand they make the the Biden administration do the right thing for our country, like bring let him make him open this, the the oil. What well, doesn't make common sense what he's saying and getting away with telling the oil companies to start drilling, even if they started today. We wouldn't get the benefit until a couple of months from now. By that time, uh, anything can happen or go wrong. Why don't we just hire those people back, open the pipeline, the Alaskan pipeline, or from Canada, and bring the oil up from this country? Because they don't want us. uh, uh, First of all, thank you, and I'm very, very honored that you would call me as your first call to a radio show and very honored by that. And so thank you, John. I do appreciate it. Now, let me answer your questions. This is the same. The reason that normal people like you and I can't go to the Supreme Court and, and petition it is the same reason I was just talking about with the other caller, because we are a representative republic. We elect representatives that are supposed to make that case for us. This is why we have open borders still, despite the fact that most Americans want these borders closed because our representatives in both parties are not doing their jobs. The reason that Democrats don't want us to be energy independent is because their base, their base voters have bought into this idea of global warming hook, line, and sinker. They believe it. It is a religion with them. And they believe that we are destroying the earth. And they believe that you driving in your car, me driving in my SUV, somebody else heating their, their running their air conditioner is all making the planet, uh, the planet's very fragile and it's going to go away. And they teach their children this. And kids are running around so with such dystopian views while they're young because they think their future is doomed and the earth is doomed. This is all the, this is the nonsense that spews out of AOC's mouth. And what we have are generations now of progressives that are wholly misinformed about energy and the way people use energy. And Joe Biden is catering to them, and so are the Democrats. These folks, when I say this, I'm not kidding. This is not political hyperbole. This is a statement that I believe is factual. It is an opinion, but I believe it's factual. This is exactly what Democrats have wanted. These high gas prices, because what they are doing, are they are forcing people to scale back their use of fossil fuels. And if you listen to everything that Democrats said, this is what they have been saying that they have wanted now for over 
three decades. John, thank you again so much. Peter, Staten Island. Welcome, Pete. You're on James Golden's Boast and Everybody's Rush Hour. How are you, Pete? James, I've been listening to you and everything you're saying. I'm agreeing with you. I want to let you know, you know, you said about with aliens and stuff. You want to talk to Frank Morano. I'm going to give you firsthand information. I'm into hypnosis. I had a teacher when I was in school. He helped me with hypnosis to learn Ohm's Law and a lot of things that are hard to learn. And when I played football, he even participated in us with the team that, you know, how to manage pain and all kinds of things. Well, here's the thing. I was talking to some some gentlemen that were uh, Democrats, and they were telling me all these bad things about Donald Trump. And this one guy was talking to me, and he was actually doing, like, mind control or hypnotism to me. Now, the only way to break out of that is to solve, you know, your brain. you got to, like, count backwards from, like, 1 to 10. And if that don't work, you got to start saying colors. You know, you can say them aloud. And this guy started freaking out. Like, he knew that I was shutting him down. And then once he said that, I said, just walk away from me. I don't want to talk to you. You're ignorant. And that was it. And I never said it to anybody because everybody in this country has the right to express their view. You know, and I give them a chance. But this guy was actually hypnotizing me. And I used to say, I love Donald Trump. He was saying things about Donald Trump. And I'm going, oh, maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. And then I realized. He was <laughs> he was you know, this is one of the things when we, when Peter, I'm going to stop you there because time is short. When we talk about Democrats suffering from a syndrome, and it is the syndrome of hate, that their, their hatred of Donald Trump has disrupted their lives so much. This is real. These people are still carrying on as if Donald Trump is in the White House. And they are so afraid of Trump voters, and they are really afraid that Trump voters are going to become poll workers. I still have that story, and I'm telling you, it is a lengthy story. I think it was from Politico this week. And they are frightened out of their minds because many of you have decided no more sitting on the sidelines. We're going to go. We're not just going to be poll observers. We're going to become poll workers so we can go see what is on the inside. And some Republicans are now, for the first time in anybody's, that anybody can remember, they're saying, yep, we're not just going to be poll workers in our neighborhood. Let's go do some poll work in the inner cities of America. Let's go to Detroit. Let's go to Philadelphia. Let's go to Atlanta. Let's see what these folks, have, these Democrats have been doing all these years. I wish I had time for more calls. I don't, sadly. But there is always tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. It is a very special Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Be with us and on Saturday morning, bright and early, 7 a.m. for our radio extravaganza. Time running out. John Katz up next. Make sure you keep it here on WABC all night long as we leave you every day reminding you with this prayer. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. We certainly need it, folks. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.